As you guys know, pastors are away, and they're away in Hawaii. Oh, my goodness. I know, as we look out at the snow. So, remember, a year ago, uh, Stephen had decided to go to YWAM, and so pastors wanted to be there for his graduation, and then shortly after that decision, Stephen decided to go to... um, Moody Bible Institute. So it was too late for them to change their tickets. Oh, shucky darn. So they had to go to Hawaii. But you know, um, the more I thought about it, the Lord knew Stephen was going to change his mind. And so as we know, there, there are no accidents and there are no coincidences with the Lord. There, there is a purpose and a reason for everything. So, um, a few weeks ago, um, I had mentioned to Brother Sean that the Lord was stirring a word in my heart. So, last Sunday night, he texted me and asked me to bring this word. And so, I had this word stirring, and the Lord decided that isn't the word that he wanted to bring. So... You know, all that time and preparation and, you know, when you're just doing something and it just feels dead. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, this this isn't working the way that I, I thought that you wanted it to work. And so um, the Lord decided to go a different direction. And unfortunately, he really didn't give me all the direction until this morning. So... Um, I just really felt like um, the Lord really wanted me to speak from my heart. You know, I've learned so many times that when we speak from our heart, people identify with that. And um, so I'm going to share today some of my personal journey. Um, And for the reason, um, the Lord's been teaching us foundational pieces. And we have to have a strong foundation because if we don't have a strong foundation, what's built on that foundation is going to fall, right? You know, how long did we spend, Brother Sean, building the foundation under this church so many years ago? And until it was finished and it was to the degree that not just the state and the city were happy with it, but that the Lord was happy with it, then did we begin to build on the foundation. And so many of us are mature in the Lord, meaning we've known the Lord for a long time, and then many of us have not. Many of us are babes in Christ, and we don't have those deep foundational pieces that we need that the pastors and Sean have been teaching us about. So, um, I want to start this morning, forgive me, I always get so nervous when I get up here, and it's not like I don't know you and have relationships, and but I'm nervous because I want to be sure, oh, I'm going to cry, <laughs> that the Lord is pleased most of all. And I just want to be sure that my heart is humble and that the words that I speak are from his heart. Even though it's my experience, 
The reason I want to share some of my experience is because I stand here today before you, and you probably look at me and think, wow, she probably had a really perfect life, and she always looks so together, and she's always smiling, and she has a word of encouragement for everybody. But the fact of the matter is, is that today you see this person. But many years ago, there was someone else. Although I was still in this body, I was very damaged. And, you know, we all make mistakes because we're human. Though we're learning that we are sons of God and sons of God are led by the Spirit, we make decisions based on what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do and teaching us. We don't rely on our flesh, right? We're learning that. That's one of the foundational pieces. Um, so I'm just going to take you back. I'm the oldest of five girls. That's my mom there. What a surprise. That's my mommy. My mom is here today. Now, you didn't know that? That's my mommy. I didn't know that. Yep. What? We are. We do look a lot alike, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the oldest of five girls, and um, my mom got married very young to a very vibrant, handsome man who dad had a lot of baggage. You know, the Word of God says we're not to judge. The reason we're not to judge is because we don't know where people have come from, what their life has been like. So we meet someone in the grocery store. Val was sharing with us people that she talks to at Walmart and people that like her and look for her. Um, but there are probably some that don't look for Val. But it, it's just because they don't know Val. They don't know who she is really in her heart. And so we have a tendency in our humans, uh, humanity to look at people on the outside and think that they're one way when really they're another way. So my father was a very angry man. He's passed away. He's in heaven. And, you know, before Daddy passed, we were able to make amends. But there were many years between that point. And because of Daddy's anger, he... Um, wasn't always very nice with his words and, and sometimes with his actions. And so I, I don't want to cross the line today and not, I don't want to dishonor the man that was my father because he was a Christian man. But my father was a product of his environment. So my father grew up in a very angry home and which passed down to my father to be very angry, which honestly could have been passed down to me. And probably for many years there was a great source of anger in my heart and in my life. And at 17, I made the decision that I was going to leave and I was going to live my own life. But what happened is I ended up choosing another man 
who was very angry and extremely violent. So for 14 years, I was married to a man who abused me um, verbally, physically, and multiple, multiple, multiple times tried to kill me. So honestly, I'm a miracle. I should be one of those numbers that we hear about um, in society today. That woman was battered and beaten and to the point where she died. But for God. All through those years, though, there was this, because when I was a little tiny girl, I remember a revival meeting And it was either the second or the third pew, and I was standing behind that pew. And even though I was very young, I recognized the presence of the Lord. And they gave an invitation. And I knew I had to go forward at that time. I think I was only five. And I asked Jesus to come into my heart and to be my Lord and Savior. And at some point... I gave my heart to the mission field. Now, you think you live in Vermont. You're not in the mission field, but actually, I do work in a mission field over at Potter's House School. So, I have fulfilled part of what God's called me to do. But in all those years and all those places of woundedness, I wasn't always a nice person. And I didn't always make the best choices. But there was always this place in my heart that yearned for God. I knew he existed. But because of things that had happened, Father God had been distorted in my view and in my heart. And I saw him very differently. I saw him as a cruel God who just sat up there with a big stick and a paper and listed all the terrible things I did wrong. And I never felt I could ever, ever amount to anything or ever make up for all those terrible things that I'd done, forgetting that Jesus had given his life to die for me and that that blood covered my sin. And when I asked him to forgive me, he forgave me. And all those sins were washed away. As far as the east is from the west. In fact, the word says that when I go to him and I ask for forgiveness, that he throws it in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered. So he doesn't hold a tally of all these terrible things I've done or all these terrible things that you've done. See, Father God has the capability of looking at us through the blood of his son. And he sees righteousness. He sees us as his children. So, I want to take you quickly to Romans 8, which is one of my favorite chapters. If you don't have your Bible, you don't have to turn there. But in Romans chapter 8... Verses 14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. 
So to be a son of God, we must be led by the Spirit, which means we have to train our ear to hear what the Holy Spirit is speaking. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will take us through seasons and he will, he will teach us different things. At one point, um, after being freed from a, a terrible marriage, finding Praise Chapel and the love of God here that embraced me and brought healing. See, I'm not the same woman that walked in that day. I remember the first day that I walked into this church. This part of the building didn't exist. It was on the other side. I still remember the dress I had on. It was a white dress. And I stood on the last row. And I cried the whole time. Tears streamed down my face for two reasons. One was, there was a fear, because I recognized the presence of the Holy Spirit. The other was, because I recognized the Holy Spirit, I was like, my heart was so elated. I had been searching. I had been asking God. See, I had been going to a window in the house that I lived in, every single morning. And I would kneel at that window before the sun would come up and I would say, if you are real, reveal yourself to me. Show yourself. See, I knew God was real, but what I'd learned and what I'd lived, it didn't, it didn't feel right. It didn't line up with the Word of God because the Word said that God was love. And the word said that he was a good father. But I'd not known that. I'd not experienced it. At least I didn't think I had. Because years later, after the healing process began, Father began to take me back to the times and show me when he was there, when he saved my life, when he protected me, when he kept me from taking my own life or when he kept someone else from taking my life. Because, see, in the Word, God said, each and every one of us, he's written a book about. And my book hadn't been fulfilled. See, I hadn't completed what he called me to do. So he did everything possible to protect me, to save me, to keep me from taking my life and anyone else because there was something only I could do. And there's something that only you can do. Each of you have a book. Remember, it's, it's recorded in heaven. Can you imagine the thousands upon thousands upon hundreds of thousands of books of each individual that God himself wrote from beginning to end, where our life would begin and where it would end, and in between what we would accomplish, the good, bad, and the ugly, the great, 
the miraculous, the powerful, the mighty, the overcoming things that we would accomplish. Because some, at some point, we made the decision to no longer walk by the flesh. We made the decision to lay our life down and say, not my will, Lord, but thine be done. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. It isn't. Because along the way, we have to make some difficult choices. I remember at that time, I was working at a restaurant. I was never really a drinker. I would go out with the friends because I just wanted to be with the friends. But I I didn't want to drink. I just wanted to have fun. I wanted friendship. I wanted relationship. But I remember when I came back to the Lord and I gave my life to him. And I remember the first Friday night standing on the street corner across from the restaurant when everybody else was going. And I knew I couldn't go any longer. I, I couldn't be a part of that lifestyle. I had to separate myself. See, God had called me. He'd set me aside. He said, there's, there's something better I have planned for you. There's, there's some things that I want you to accomplish. But if you go that direction, you can't accomplish it. Years ago, I had a dream. At the time, I was, had probably been coming to Praise Chapel maybe five years. And I was always a big runner. I loved to run. And in the dream, I had joined this race. And um, it was a really weird, weird race. It lasted over seasons. So it started in the spring summer, fall, winter, and it ended in the spring again. No, the fall, sorry, it ended in the fall again. And it was not just a road race. I had to swim across raging waters and climb these unbelievable peaks. By the end of the day, I would have cuts and gashes, and I was covered with bruises. And there was hundreds of people in this race, hundreds. And at the end of the day, at sundown, we would reach this one point designated, and there would be buses that would pick us up, and these buses would take us to these most beautiful hotels you've ever seen. Oh, they were just gorgeous. Everything was like gold and silver and the finest linens and the artwork and everyone waited on everyone hand and foot. And I noticed that at the end of the day when we would go, I would, I would go in and shower. Everyone else would go and they would eat the fine food and they would go to the special spas and they would get massages and get their hair done Girls were getting their nails done and pedicures. But I would close myself in my room and set myself aside. And I would just sit with the Lord in that room. 
all night long. And then the next morning, I'd come back out, prepared for the race. No one wanted to be with me or be around me. They, they thought I was weird and I was strange. See, we were pursuing different things. We were on the same race, but we were pursuing different things. The last day of the race came. Throughout the dream, I, I would get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Even though I was not eating the fine delicacies of food and drinking the wine, I was closing myself away. And I would sit with my Bible and sit with the Lord, just feasting on his presence. And the last day of the race came. We all knew it was the last day of the race. See, I didn't care about winning the race. I didn't want to be first to cross the finish line. I just wanted to cross the finish line. And the last day, it was the last probably 30 minutes of the race, and the sun was shining, and... We go to walk, run through. At this point, we're running. It's flat, and there's this very shallow kind of stream, probably about from here to the door. And there's big and little stones, and I'm running through. And I look up, and as I look up, there are two poles, and there's a big banner across. And it says, Overcomer's race. Each and every one of us are called to be overcomers. You have what it takes to be an overcomer. You have everything that you need because the Lord said that when Jesus died and he was raised from the dead and you asked Jesus to come and live in your heart, that that same power that raised him from the dead, is living and active and alive in you. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper, says the Lord. There is nothing in this world that can overtake us. There is nothing in this world that can separate us from his love. There isn't anything that you can do. There's no sin so dark, so black, so ugly, that Jesus' hand cannot reach down and pull you up and save you and clean you off and set you back on pace, running the race. Each and every one of us have what it's taking. So we've got to learn to fine-tune our spiritual senses So we have natural physical senses, right? 
We can hear, we can see, we can smell, we can taste, we can feel. Did you know that we have all those spiritual senses as well? That we can see in the realm of the spirit? We can set ourselves aside in the quiet of the day and we can wait to hear the Holy Spirit speak. Because he has something that he wants to speak to each and every one of you individually. We all are on this race, but we're in different places. That doesn't mean any of us are any better than the other participants in this race. It just means I've been running longer than you have. And so hasn't Brother Sean and Pastor Lonnie and Kathy and the leaders of this church. We've just been running this race longer. So it means we may know a little more or we may have a little more wisdom. So as we see you on the race and we discern Something's not okay. Because we love you. Because we believe in you, Sean. Because we see the Jesus in you. We see the purpose and the plan that he has for you. Because God says in Jeremiah 29, 11, he has a good plan. A plan to give you a hope. Not just a hope, but a future where you are prospered. Body, soul, and spirit. See, the kingdom of God lives in each and every one of us. And the word says that in the kingdom of God there is no lack. So along with our hearing, we must begin Speaking what God's word says, not what the accuser says, because the accuser is a liar, and every word that he speaks is not true. He takes a little bit of truth and he twists it around just at the right moment to bait you and hook you in to believe his lie. But see, when you're spending time in the Word, reading the Word or listening to the Word, and that Word is going through you, the Word of God goes through and it purifies and it cleanses, it builds up, it edifies, The Word of God goes out and it does what God sends it to do. And it never, ever, ever falls to the ground and dies. It does everything that God sends it to do. And when we stand in faith and believe the Word of the Lord over the Word of our accuser, we then rise up on wings of eagles. And we begin to soar above the circumstances and the problems 
and the accuser in our life who has nothing good to say. But when we rise in faith and we begin to soar above the issues at hand that plague us day and night, that make our stomach churn with anxiety and our brows sweat because of fear. That is not of God. Because the word says that when we set our heart upon him and we seek him, And our eyes lock eyes with the one who gave his life for us and shed his blood. I am telling you in that moment, there is nothing, there is nothing, there is nothing that God can't do for you. Because his word says that all things are possible to those who believe. You may just have a little tiny mustard seed of faith and that's all it takes. God doesn't say that you've got to be in the school of ministry for four years and you've got to graduate and then you've got to go to the leadership class. Oh, those are good things and that's how we learn and that's how we become stronger and that's how our faith grows and we begin to believe the word of God not the accuser. And we begin to declare out of our voice, out of our mouth, what the Lord says, not what the enemy says. Because what he says doesn't matter. It doesn't count for anything. He's a liar. We're, we're coming close to Passover as the world celebrates Easter. We know it as a season of when Jesus knowingly took the cup and died on the cross and gave everything so that you and I could accomplish great and mighty things. We are walking in the season just as Jesus walked. He knew he was going to be the ultimate lamb, the sacrifice for all mankind. God wants us to be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit throughout each and every day. And if we follow his prompting, He will never lead us to do anything that is contrary to the Word of God. Most of us have a car, and in that car comes a driver's manual. When we ask Jesus to come into our heart and to be our Lord and Savior, whatever level you are at, whether you just asked Jesus to come into your life or you have known him your entire life, this 
is your driver's manual, the Word of God. There is not one problem, there is not one circumstance, I don't care how dark the day looks, or how deep the valley is, or how high that mountain top looks, and you think, I will never make it. The Word of the Lord says, yes, you will. Yes, you will. Because it's springtime. Regardless of what it looks like outside, the birds are singing. It's springtime. It's a new day in God. You may have stepped off the path, the race. Maybe today you've taken a turn. And you're not walking the path that he designed you to walk. There's good news. Because today, you can get back on the path. The Word says to repent and turn from your wicked ways. Go back to the place of departure, wherever that is. Maybe it relates to nobody, but maybe it relates to us all. God has a plan. I want to encourage you today that God is a good God. That God is for you. Just a minute, Val. When we're done, I'll let you ask me. God is a good God. He is a faithful God. Even when it doesn't feel like it, and we look like we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, He's still a good God. When our bank account shows a negative balance, he's still a good God. When our family has left us, he's still a good God. And this is a good season that we're walking into. So, to just kind of recap, I felt like it got kind of serious there. But it is serious because we've got to have the foundational pieces. We've got to hear the voice of the Lord. Years ago, when I had made this decision, after being here for many years, that I wanted to be his son. I wanted to walk by the Spirit. The Lord began to teach me obedience. And at that time, we were, um, the women were meeting at like 8 in the morning, and we were praying upstairs. And I think you guys, were you guys praying before us or after us, Sean? So the men would come at like 4 in the morning. And they would pray, and then we would come between 7 and 8, and we would pray, the women, upstairs. The men prayed down here, we prayed upstairs. In that season, the Lord was trying to teach me to be obedient. Now, I like to shop. I, I like nice things. I, I do. It, they don't have to cost a lot of money. I'm a TJ Maxx girl. Um, 
But I, I like pretty things. I like nice things. And it's okay because I'm a daughter of a king. And he wants us to look nice. It's okay. But I probably like to shop too much. So he wanted me to ask him every time I went anywhere, whether it was food or a drink or shoes or clothes, can I buy this? And depending on his answer, then I would buy it or I'd not buy it. So one morning after prayer, I had to go make a deposit um, in Woodstock, and I went tootling back to my car, and lo and behold, oh goodness, there's my favorite shop. I was like, I'm just going to go in and look. Can't hurt to look. So I go in, and oh wow, there's this pair of shoes. And they weren't expensive. Oh, I wanted those shoes so bad. So I quietly to myself am, Lord, can I buy these shoes? He's like, no. I'm like, okay. So I'm just telling you guys, I probably went back to that store seven times. And every time his answer was, nope. Okay. All right, I'm not going to get those shoes because, see, I was going to obey. I wanted to obey because I wanted to learn this lesson. I wanted to obey him. So one day again, I go to make a deposit. I don't go to the shoe store. I just go home. And I walk into the kitchen, to the farmhouse, and on the table, now Ed and I had been married a few years, and before we got married, he was quite the romantic man. Once we were married, yeah, not so much anymore. So it was Valentine's Day, and, you know, I mean, he'd always get me a card, but I didn't expect a gift, but there was a gift on the table, and it was wrapped. And it was wrapped really nicely, so I knew Ed hadn't done it because he cannot wrap anything. <laughs> Nothing. Give away, Yeah. So I was like... Wow. I look at it, and yep, sure enough, my name's on it. So I open it up. You guys, it was the shoes. I, now, I want to tell you, I didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew I wanted these shoes. Ed didn't know. I had told no one, because it was a personal lesson. God was teaching me. I put the shoes down, I ran to the bathroom, I locked the door, and I fell on my knees on the toilet, and I'm sobbing. And Ed kind of knocks on the door, and he's like, um, you, you didn't ask God for those shoes, did you? <laughs> like, yes. But you know why it made me cry? Because here's the God of the universe who has the power to raise the sun and cause the sun to set and set, set stars in motion. And he cared enough to buy me a pair of shoes. I tell you that story not just because of the importance of learning to obey the prompting of the Holy Spirit, but that Father loves you. He knows every dream and every desire 
that's in your heart. Not one single thing that you've hoped for or dreamed for has gone past his sight. He's made note of it. It's in his book. And it's his heart to give it to you. Regardless of how small or how big, I want you to understand that there is nothing too hard for God. There's nothing that he doesn't want to give you. He loves you. He loves you. Amen. Okay, Sean. Amen. Amen. Anything you want to say, Sean, or add? No, I think we're good. I just remember the announcements. Okay.